This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It's Tuesday, September 20th. And we are here to try to take the mystery out of your financial life. And we do that by answering your financial questions. But uh, if you decide you want to join us on the show, you get to hear all of the the stuff that occurs that doesn't make air. For example, John from Chicago, who we're going to bring on the show in a minute, just heard me yell at Mark because he wasn't there when I came to him. So you see, I'm giving you all this time to actually unmute yourself, Mark, and say, hi, Mark. How are you? Bonjour. I'm good. How are you? Good. We're using a new program and I'm, I'm still getting used to the uh, the navigation and whatnot. So, you know, bear with me. Is that really? That's your excuse? That's not an excuse. That's that's the truth. You, you didn't use Zoom that much. See, I used Zoom so much during the pandemic. I freaking hate this program. But Mark is is desperate that we change our programs. So we used to use this program called Zencaster, which I loved. I don't know. Something weird happened with it. I used to love it. It used to be very simple and clean and, uh, you know, very user friendly. And then they messed with it. And now it's just it could not be any more clunkier. Doesn't really work as well as we need it to work. Um, did I have to pay up for this? Right. I had to pay up for the fancy version of this. Mark's like, give me your credit card. I'm like, all right. This is what happens when you have a partnership. He says, give me your credit card. And I say, OK, that's how we roll. All right, Mark. So problem is right this second. Um, everybody, the ride is over, but it hasn't happened yet because it's last week when we're recording this. So I may be um, have helicoptered out of the ride and gotten to safety, hopefully, or I finished. I'm not sure. One of those two, potentially. You're still betting that I'm going to do OK, right, Mark? You know, when you say what you just said, I, I just roll my eyes because I know there's there's zero chance of that happening. No, there is some chance. But my friend Barbara just gave me like read me the riot act and she's like, do not make yourself crazy about this. Please do not. So I'm not going to. OK, so let's go talk to John from Chicago, who is on the line. John, what's going on? How can we help you? What's shaking? Uh, my husband and I, I think, overall are doing really well in terms of financial planning and getting ready for retirement. Um, but as we look at potentially making some life changes in the next year or two, um, we kind of went back and looked at everything that we've done. And I think that we might have made some mistakes in the past that I'm looking to unravel. Okay. But when I look at those mistakes, I don't want to make a new mistake by trying to unravel an old one. Okay. Okay. Let's not go too crazy here. You sound very young. So I'm I'm sure that whatever mistake you made, we can unravel. So let's give me some of the details. How old are you? Um, I am 38 and my husband is also, no, 37. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, a, like younger, <laughs> a younger man. Oh, very good. Do you have kids? Uh, no kids and none planned. Okay. 
when you guys look at your finances, are you guys kind of mostly on the same page about how you run your household? Yes. Okay, good. That's always I, that's a new question I think I'm going to ask because I feel like sometimes we have divergent views on that. Okay, you're both working? Yep, both working. Okay, what do you guys make for a living? Um, I pull in about three hundred to 325000 a year, including bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also is part of a equity cycle. So every four to six years, I get kind of the acquisition payouts based on my equity. And that ranges anywhere between one to one point five million. What? First of all, whatever mistake you made, this will make up for it. So let's figure that out. Okay. (laughs) And what about your husband? Uh, He works in aviation. He's a pilot and he gets currently about two hundred and twenty five thousand. And then um, he will be upgrading in the next year or so to captain, which will push that total to about three hundred and fifty. Look at these guys. Double income, no kids. Let's talk a little bit about how much money you have squirreled away on these massive amounts of both base and these this this strange bonus that pops into your life every five or six years. Well, the the, the high salaries and the bonuses are kind of a newer thing in the last few years. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's uh, as impressive when you look at the historical savings. But um, all, all in all, we're not doing bad. So on my side, um, from a 401k traditional standpoint, I have about 175000 in there. Okay. Um, and then Roth, I have about 153000 and And then I'm contributing the max, and then I get a 4% match for my company. Now, hubby, pilot. Yes. 401k? Yes, 401k, and it's all Roth. What's and in he there? gets 300, he currently has 367000 and then he gets a 16% match. Oh, wow. That's big. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's delightful. It's del- but that's probably in lieu of what in the old pension plan. He's no part of it. He's no exactly longer, right? Yeah. Okay. No pension at all. What about non-retirement assets? Well, so we do have some another weird, like this is the mistake side of things. Okay. Um, I had a financial advisor giving me uh, recommendations about 10 years ago, and I moved all of that retirement savings into uh, an annuity. And at the same time, also purchased a life insurance account through that mm. same place. And that's the part that I have a feeling I need to unravel and I don't want to screw up how okay. to do that. Can I just be clear? Fixable. It is fixable. Okay. Okay. So don't fret. Perfect. Okay. So how much money is in the annuity? So Roth, there's 95000 And then the traditional, there's 140000 And just to be clear, this is in addition to the traditional and Roth numbers that you gave me for yes. that one. Sa- okay, got it. Okay. So the annuity Roth and 140 in the traditional. And how long ago did you purchase the annuities? Uh, when I was 30. So eight years ago. Now tell us about the life insurance policy. Got a half a million sitting there in life insurance. And I don't know why. Um, <laughs> a cash surrender value of $51,000. And 500000 of a death benefit. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. When did you buy that? The same eight years ago? Exactly. It was all snuck in right before I turned 30. Anything else that you've got that is saved? Yeah. So we have about 75000 in a brokerage, 10000 in I-bonds, about 10000 in checking, and about 150000 in savings. Do you guys own or do you rent? So we own. It's valued at I'm guessing right around 700,000 right now. Mm-hmm. We bought right at the end of 2019, so December of 2019. Oh my god. So we have an outstanding mortgage of 515,000. 
And so this is basic. These are the basic facts. Any big changes that are coming up? Yeah. So the big changes that we're considering is getting my husband closer to a base for him to fly out of rather than having to commute. So Mm -hmm. we're looking at moving to one of those bases in either Boston or New York, which tend to be really expensive places to live. And the houses are much bigger in terms of the price points than we are accustomed to. What's the game plan? Like, would you have to spend a million to get into something? I mean, the 700 in Chicago has got to be one to one and a half in New York, Boston, depending on where you live and what you have. Yeah. Like we were looking at if we wanted a $700,000 house, we're going to have a huge fixer upper with hundreds of thousands of investment. So yeah, we're we keep saying we only want a million dollar house, but I don't even know if that's even realistic. You're thinking more like one, two. Yeah. One, two is what we say is the max, but Mm -hmm. that's even challenging. So what you would do essentially is you would have 200, 200 grand in equity that you have available from the house. And then you'd tap the brokerage account, right? And then we got to take some of the money from savings. So we're going to end up with a big jumbo mortgage still, like an $800,000 loan. How quickly does this big change have to occur? It doesn't have to occur at all, in fact. It's really just a quality of life kind of question. The other piece of it is by being located at base, uh, his earning potential can also increase significantly in terms of picking up trips and things like that. So it wouldn't be a 350000 salary. It would probably be four hundred to four fifty. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. And what about this PE cycle that you mentioned um, in the beginning that every certain number of years, do you anticipate getting some big bonus that's coming in in anytime soon? Probably not until 2025 or six. So how much do you have available cash flow wise to save after you do your all of your retirement savings, what's left over, uh, would you guess, monthly? Um, so without trying it all, we're right now putting about 4000 into the brokerage every mm-hmm. month. The rest of it, um, we, we don't keep a budget, um, mm-hmm. which is probably not a good thing. As I do back of envelope math to try to connect kind of what we spend, we probably spend about 15000 a month. So um, there's probably a few thousand dollars floating in there. I think it's probably a matter of not going on one of the vacations that we love. And that's probably one of the big things that can uh, uh, direct money into another bucket. So the life insurance is easier to unravel than the annuity. The annuity is tough. And I'll tell you why. Because once you're in this annuity environment, you actually have like, all right, so let me just do the life insurance first. Presumably the surrender value, the charge for the life insurance cash value is dropping down every year. Um, do you happen to know what the surrender charge is as of now? Like, is it 2% or 1%? Because it, it's a sliding scale down. It just, when you entered into the contract, it was outlined where that surrender value goes and over what time horizon. Um, so I think it has two more years left on it. 
okay. for the surrender value to be at nothing. So I think it's like 2%. Okay. So it's probably 2% now. Is it called a universal life insurance policy where it looks like you have investments inside of it that kind of look like mutual funds? Yeah. And there's like 30 of them. Yeah. Okay. So the the cool thing that I can tell you is that it's probably worth blowing out of this contract now, even with a 2% surrender charge, because you're probably paying an extra 2% in fees. You don't have to do it this minute. Maybe we check the calendar and see like, well, let's see when the calendar turns over and it goes to 1%. Maybe that's the time to do it. But you don't need a half a million dollars of life insurance right now. You just don't. And this is crappy insurance. I shouldn't say crappy. Can I rephrase that? It's not crappy. It is the incorrect type of product for you. So let's start with that. Okay, we can get rid of the life insurance policy. The annuity is tougher because the annuity, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it is you have an annuity that was a Roth IRA. And so there's an annuity that was sold to you that was a Roth IRA, right? And then there was an annuity that was a rollover IRA. So here is what I'm hoping you can do. I am hoping that you can take your Roth annuity and your traditional annuity, bring it to your current 401k provider and see if you can roll each of those into the current account if they'll take the money. Now, you'll get nailed for rolling this out probably, you know, eight years, there'll probably be some surrender charge. But if you'd go Roth to Roth, traditional to traditional, there's no tax event. It's just a fee event. And Mark, do you agree that that's the the cleanest way to get out of this? Best case scenario. What if what if the workplace plan won't take it? Then just set up a you know a regular Roth and IRA. Ah, I think so. I think if the workplace plan says we don't want to deal with a stupid annuity company, uh, where your workplace plan held? What investment company? Fidelity. I think Fidelity will take it. Okay, but let's say you know if for some reason they didn't, I would try to roll these things out of the insurance product into a Roth IRA, I would just do it at Fidelity. And then I would do a traditional IRA at Fidelity. And then I try to roll it from those accounts. But I think they're going to take it. But if not, you'll let me know. And then we'll see what else we can do. But I'm pretty sure that happens. So now the great thing is you've consolidated these assets. You've gotten out of this annuity environment. You will grab the cash value out of the life insurance at some point, whether it's, you know, soonish or sooner rather than later. Take that 50 grand, you know, maybe it's 50 minus some surrender charge. And now we've got access to the money. Okay. So this is just cleaning up your crap. Right. The bigger question on this move is really it's very difficult because now I feel like your poor husband, who I'm about to say, can you hang on till 2025 is a long time. But you can tell me how bad is it? Because ideally what would happen is that when you get this next big influx of cash, that's the moment where you make the move. I don't know how unhappy he is. So you tell me. Commuting is exhausting. It's the idea of you fly back and forth to London, you land at 1 p.m. and then you have to run around an airport trying to find a connecting flight and then fly home for three hours and don't get home until 8 p.m. So that just tax horrible. on. A work, Honestly, that sounds hard. Work day. Yeah, that's yeah. a long He's done day. It for Mark, years. Mark, do you want to do you want to make this poor husband of his do this more or what do you want to do? I would actually like to improve his quality of life, especially if it means he's going to get potentially a hundred thousand dollar increase in pay. And then 
what, what's with the 150,000 in cash that's just sitting there? Can that be used? Uh, absolutely. It's cash there. I, in my mind, I'd like to have 100,000. He likes 150, whatever. It's not worth an argument. How does he feel about using some of that money at least to finance this? And then you guys can just, you can chill out. You can like literally take a breath. You can replenish. You can stop putting money in brokerage. You can replenish the savings. I need that hundred grand. I need a hundred from that savings account, I think. Because think about it. No one's paying for your move. Moving is expensive. And, you know, we need 300 grand freed up. Okay. We'll have 200 that is from the house sale, hopefully. Then we'll have some money from the brokerage slash well, maybe I need 50 from the savings. We'll need that brokerage and the, the cash value from the life insurance plus 50 from the savings. So I'll leave you with 100. I think we can do that. But you're going to have a monster mortgage. And, and by the way, what's the rate on your current mortgage? 2.7. <laughs> it is an arm and it's done in five years. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. You might want to get another arm, by the way, just because rates have popped on you uh, and you're going to pay five and a half percent for a 30 year fixed. So maybe you do like a 10 year, a seven year arm and you look to refi and you see if you really like where you are going to be. Are either of you from the East Coast? Uh, He's from New York. I think you can do the move. I think you're probably going to have to do the arm. So first steps for you, consolidate these the accounts, get rid of the annuities, try to move those into the current account. Second step is to find out a little bit about when that surrender charge on the policy drops to 1% or let's just make sure we know what the actual amount is. Because if it's three, I wouldn't do it right now, but eventually you'll do it. And then um, we have to really look at when you think this change is taking place and trying to free up the money ahead of time so that you don't get whipped around by the markets, you know? And um, and then what will happen is we got to compare what kind of mortgages are available for you guys. And away we go. I feel like we're we've tackled a lot. Um, do you guys have your estate documents? I was hoping you didn't ask that, but we do not. Mm. He's a pilot. Come on. I mean, really, I was just <laughs> probably should have them. Speaking of which, so you guys get to travel around the world for free. So top destinations are aware. Um, he did use the uh, phrase, marry me, fly free. And that was a big incentive to. Uh, to pop the question. Uh, but you know, we do love to travel. I would say South Africa and South Korea are probably two of our favorites. I've been to South Africa and I have to go back because we have a niece who's getting married there. Very excited. Oh. Marry me, fly for free. That's damn good. Can you do me a favor? Look, even though you're you're in Illinois, you're probably going to move to New York. How about you guys just go and do like a quick and dirty will, power of attorney, healthcare proxy? And you do it online. You just bang it out. And then when you move, we'll do, I'll give you the name of a great estate attorney. Does that seem reasonable? I th- I'm willing. That is for- reasonable. Okay. So, and you're, you're okay. You can work remote. You does, it doesn't matter. Yes. Like, I don't know if you're a Chicago firm or a New York firm, but it's fine. Right. Yeah. I go into the office once a month and because I fly for free, that's really easy. Oh my God. That's fantastic. All right. If you like John, are contemplating how to get out of some maybe not ideal decisions you made financially, or maybe you're making a big change or you're thinking about selling and buying real estate, or maybe it's a career change. We'd love to hear from you. 
All you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button and complete the form. If we read it as an email, that's great. But if you check the box at the bottom and say you're willing to come on the air, Mark does everything else. And it's very excellent. Mark is Mark Talercio, the co-host and executive producer of the program. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. All of our stuff is on our website at jillonmoney.com. So check out the content. We've got another podcast. It's called Jill on Money. You can pre-order my new book. It's called The Great Money Reset. Try to lift someone up today. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.